are now listening to Wisdom from North podcast with me, Jannike Einias. Here I will explore topics such as metaphysics, spirituality, personal growth, and in general, how we can create good lives for ourselves. My intention is to find some answers, but perhaps more importantly, finding new questions to ask, because there is always something new to discover in this wonderful universe that we live in. In Wisdom from North, we're passionate about helping you take your spiritual growth to that next level. That's why we are collaborating with some amazing spiritual teachers and partners who offer free webinars and classes. Go to wisdomfromnorth.com forward slash free. Disclaimer. The views and opinions expressed in this podcast belong to the guests and do not necessarily represent the views or positions of Wisdom from North or any entities they may represent. Now, please enjoy the episode. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Cool fact a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hi, everybody. Welcome to a new podcast episode on Wisdom from North. Today, you're going to meet the wonderful and beautiful lady, Danette May. I really enjoyed our conversation today. I felt she went really deep with me and I love when teachers are open to go anywhere because I usually say to those I interview, you know, I do research, but I don't plan out my questions. I don't think like intellectually, I'm going to have this angle and ask these questions. I'm in the moment and then I see what happens. And it's actually a trust exercise with the divine that I'm having here. I'm just open and then I see what comes. And that's been my technique for 10 years. So I hope it works for you guys. So Danette May, who is she? I discovered her just recently, actually. And this time it was a friend of mine who said, you know, I know you're looking for your soulmate, Janneke. Why don't you check out this 21 days challenge with Danette May? And I did. And I just fell in love with her work. And maybe you're curious, did you find your soulmate, Janneke? Actually, halfway through, I went abroad. And then after that, I forgot about it. So now I want to dive into it again. And we'll see. Maybe I'll meet my soulmate. Anywho, who is Danette May? Well, Danette May is a world-renowned coach, best-selling author of Embrace Abundance and The Rise, and the founder of The Rise Movement. Today, we dive into her profound transformation 
from really being in darkness to thriving and having that beautiful life she has today. And the key to that, she says, was changing beliefs. So we're going to dive into beliefs today. We're also going to speak about affirmations, when to use them and when not to use them. And then we dive into love, how to change our frequency to love when we feel angry, for instance. How does that work? And she also mentions that we can shift anything with our beliefs, even our face. Oh my goodness. All right, guys, let's dive into this and let's learn from Danette's perspectives. Hello, Danette. How are you doing today? And much welcome. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. I'm excited to see what you have up your sleeve for a topic <laughs> and where you want to take this episode. I'm super curious. Yeah, you know, I love that you say that because I actually never know myself. I trust the divine. I've done over 400 interviews and I never know where these interviews are ending up. So it's really like a beautiful exercise for me to be in the present moment because I feel that what is going to come out will actually come out for the viewers and for us as well. So we'll see where we're going today. But I wanted to uh, let you know that I discovered you in this challenge. It was a girlfriend of mine because we were speaking about that, you know, we were dating and stuff like that. And she was like, oh, you got to check out this amazing challenge with Danette May, like 21 days challenge or how to find, you know, the love of your life. So I started taking that. And the reason why I really resonated with you and just jumped into that challenge, even though I didn't know who you were, it was because of your story. And I, we can go back, you know, to the challenge afterwards and finding your love and everything. But I, to me, it's just such a testimonial when somebody has really been through a struggle and has transformed their lives completely. Like that's what I find the most interesting to hear. Because right now, you know, you look gorgeous. I know you have a beautiful relationship and friendship and you've written this amazing book, Embrace Abundance, you're so successful. And then if I didn't hear your story, I couldn't identify with you, right? Mm. Uh, but when I've heard that, I'm like, oh, wow, she has, you know, a journey here. How did she... Uh, managed to turn her life around. So I would love uh, for you to share a bit about your story, how you came, where you are today, and what you actually had to meet in yourself and go through uh, before you, you were able to transform your life. Yeah, you know, and I'll share, as we all know, like these stories of our lives are so encompassing, and they they have all sorts of different filaments to them, but what I want to do is just really feel into, and I love that you're saying that you just listen to the divine, because I'm going to do the same thing of like, what does this listener that's listening right now really want to hear about this evolution of my story and how you can find your story and my story, because there are so many aspects, but I can tell you right now that without all that chaos and without the hurt and the pain and what really led me to self-discovery within myself, I wouldn't be sitting here today. And I don't know if that little nugget is exactly what someone needs to hear that's in the fire right now, because we are all going to hit that refiner's fire at some point in our life, sometimes multiple times, but we're going to hit it. And in that moment, it feels so hot. It feels so chaotic. It feels so 
unbelievable painful that you can't see through the light. You cannot see that your life could possibly be magnificent and become powerful. And I want to just be this light, this mirror that it is in these moments, if we choose it, that we are in this refiner's fire, this molding so that we can shift off these identities and these characters that we've taken on from childhood, maybe even before conception and are operating from, and then it's in this chaos that everything's molding and breaking down so that you can evolve into the truest character of who you've always been. And that's really what happened for me. So, you know, my life, really at this early stage, which I'm like, I always am laughing. I'm like, how long ago was this? Cause I feel like I'm just evolving every day. Like I'm like in a whole new trajectory than I just was like two days ago. Cause I got back from Costa Rica, but I really grew up in a family where strict religious views were placed on me, probably like a lot of people. And, you know, my family loved me. I grew up with all brothers. I had no sisters. So that I was shaped from an early age that women do this and men do this and this is how you operate and the religion I was in was like I would not be wearing this right now no one in my religion wears this like you don't show your arms and you definitely don't wear anything above your knees so everything within me was very kind of constricted and I was my personalities to do everything full out so I was full out in that religion. I was the biggest judger of anyone who showed their arms or did things outside the parameters. And this led me to the relationship I chose in my first marriage. I wanted to choose someone who was faithful in the faith and would take me to the kingdom of heaven. And, you know, I, it just, it really led me on the path of now I'm married I am turning off any voice of intuition within myself, because if it doesn't align with this religion, with this marriage, with these decisions I've made, I'm turning it off. So here I am, this girl who's doing her best, but the intuition's turned off. And I find myself pregnant with my second child. And, you know, I really am so grateful for this child who has passed on because I believe it was in their passing now in the pain of it, I didn't understand it fully, was my invitation to wake up. And losing my son, going home from that hospital, spiraling into deep depression, looking at my relationship, looking at my life and just hitting what was my rock bottom made me go, I don't care anymore. And there's a beautiful gift in not caring anymore and just being like, I don't care about anything. And there's almost like this little bud gets to be formed of like, well, who are you? What do you care about? If you're not going to try to please anyone, then who are you going to be? And I had an older girl, a daughter at that time. So I had a lot to live for, for her, but even though I was in deep depression and there were moments in my first book, I talk about it vulnerably for the first time, which was called The Rise, that book. And I, I wanted to take my life. And there was one moment when I tried and it was because I just had lost my way. And I felt this immense guilt around losing my son because I did have a moment where my intuition told me something was wrong. And I was so good at turning it off. I just got up and went and did the dishes and got busy because that's what we do. We pick up our phones and we get busy. We get busy 
And that's what I did. And it spiraled me to then lose, you know, getting a separation, a divorce, having $47 to my name, which is all outlined in that book and me going, I have no money, no relationship. Cause my whole relationship was with my um, ex-husband's family broke as a joke, um, questioning myself. And this is where the miracle began. And this is where I started to listen to other people and start to really uh, not listen to other people, but listen to the greats of the greats, um, the people that I looked up to. And I found that we all had something in common. And that was that our past was chaotic. And I was like, okay, I can do this. And so it was little by little that I started rewiring what I believe was the neurons, these patterns, these contractions within my system. And I'm still doing, and I'm still on this path for the true essence of who I am. But um, it has led me to where I am today and helping women and creating programs. I realized that food was a big factor, who we keep our company with, how we spend our energy. And it's led me to here. Wow. Amazing. Thank you so much for sharing so vulnerably. And I, I'm curious, what do you think? Like, because I went through a dark uh, depression as well, totally on the other story. I was a musical theater artist. I lost my voice. So my dream was crushed. Long story short. Do you think that we need that hitting the wall, meaning the darkness in order to actually wake up? Or can we wake up and create, you know, um, expand our consciousness and really live our soul mission without like really meeting that struggle? Yes. I'm so glad you're asking this question. I don't feel there's only one way. There are times when you are going to hit against that wall, like you said, with that struggle, it feels icky. It feels dark. It feels painful. It feels like you're literally birthing like think of those baby uh ducks trying to crack out of an egg and all the struggle that they're going through it's it can be that if if that's what your soul ha you've signed up for but now i'm in a space where there's a lot of expansion and there's a lot of peace and there isn't a lot of gnashing of teeth and agony. And can I still expand into more of me, 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 me at the most finest divine level without bumping against a wall and gnashing? And yes, I believe you can. And I believe transformation can look like hard and transformation can look like joy. Transformation can look like meditation and going into the contractions, the fine contractions within your body where you're storing memory and then just rewiring it through beautiful meditation, right? Um, it, yeah, it might just be that you go down and you go to this favorite location you want to go to and you dance barefoot on the grass and you dance on the beach and you swim in the ocean and you have different conversation with people, transformation can happen there too. So um, I believe it comes in all shapes and forms. It's up to you to decide how am I going to choose my transformation a lot of times. Right, that makes sense. And like you said, I think you mentioned it as well. Maybe sometimes we have a soul plan that you are. So I was supposed, you know, to lose my voice. Sometimes you have to go through certain things, meet that uh, narcissist or whatever it is to learn something. And that we have some soul contracts while others don't have these such specific things. And they have maybe the choice of waking up in another way. Um, I remember when I was sort of having my awakening, I had so many ahas and it was about my beliefs that I thought that I 
could only be happy if I performed and had status and was, you know, giving that praise. And I just, my whole life was turned around. And I bet it was the same with you as well, because you had a religion, like you believed that life is like this and this is right and this is wrong. So what can you say something about what were the biggest ahas about you know coming from believing in one reality and then opening up to another reality what's that where you started you know to uh open up for a new way of living yeah you know it's complex because i feel like i'm still in this journey of going why am i believing this and where was this belief system planted within me that i took on that i believe it this is one of the hardest things for all humans because once we declare we believe in something we're seeing this on a universal scale more than ever with what's going on in the world today it's like when we take on an idea or a belief system whether it's three months of that belief system if it's years it's even deeper we have a very difficult time rewiring that within us as humans to create a new belief system. And we actually try to fight for the old belief system. We'll unconsciously fight for it. And so the greatest work we all can do is really looking at each belief system down to, I believe the sky is blue, or I believe the earth is round. Where does this come from and why are we believing this? And this has really been my work of like, why do I believe that that person's good or bad? Why do I believe that this is true or not true? Now to this understanding of, am I connected to it all? Like really, where is this belief system coming from and what do I really believe in letting it all unlayer? Wow. So are you saying that is the foundation of your work in a way that I know you say that belief is everything, belief is everything. Uh, can you dive a deep, deeper about it? So did you had to change your beliefs in order to change your life? Absolutely. 1000%. And one of those beliefs was this was done to me. I'll have a lot of people be like, so was your ex, let's use the word narcissistic, was your ex this? And the truth is I had to go, I'm not here to unravel him. I'm here to unravel myself. I don't know what he is. I just know who I am. And I attracted this. I, my contraction within myself and my soul was attracted to this. Therefore we're there. So I get to look within myself only and look at where was my energy a magnet for that? And where do I want to shift that magnet so it's no longer attracted to that? And um, that's constantly checking your belief system. And the biggest belief system is that I'm 100% responsible for every trigger, for every celebration, for every agony. I am 100% responsible. I'm creating everything. And when you can get there, that's where all the magic I believe begins <laughs> is when you can just take responsibility and stop thinking about all the other people around you and what they're doing and why they're doing it and go right within you. Because if you're triggered by it, that's your opportunity. Wow. I mean, that is a big leap from, uh, thinking God does this to me if I'm good or bad. And then I create everything. So what do you think about, you know, is there a destiny of free will? Like I sometimes ask this. Uh, yeah. 
do they go together? Is there sort of a blueprint you think, or since you're saying that I create everything, is that from the perspective that we are part of the, the divine and that we are sort of a living or a living expression of God in a way? Um, yeah, is it coming from there? Or do you think also that there's a force out there that is also having a say in, you know, what's going on, what's happening? <laughs> we're, we're, we're connecting today after I literally just got back from deep healing work in Costa Rica. <laughs> so I have like really different eyes right now. And I'm like, wow, we're going to go there. Okay. <laughs> Why, not? <laughs> Why not? Here we go. Um, and the truth is like anyone listening to this conversation, these are my new eyes and new understanding, whether you want to take them on or not, doesn't matter to me. And I'm not trying to impose anything on anyone because we're all in this perfect evolution of uncovering and unlayering, um, really the true essence of who we be right. But I'm connected to everyone. So, um, you asked about a destiny, Versus like, is there an outside energy that's kind of like, if you look at us like a magnet, like, right? Like what if we are a magnet and there's another magnet, then you're going to be pulled certain places, right? So you, you, when you were describing this, you were like, make, made me think, okay, is there a magnet out here or an energy that's actually kind of directing us as soul beings, right? <laughs> and and, and I, I just shared with you that I feel that I'm the ultimate creator, and I, at the truest form, we, I believe that we, we, this word consciousness gets thrown out, right? But I believe consciousness is this understanding at the finest, finest level of how, like, if I'm in true consciousness, I'll just be really real. I am the tree. I am the animal. I am the grass. I am you. I am this desk. I am all of these elements that we call matter. And I really feel that God and me, like this whole energy is just consciousness trying to move through me in human form. And if I can work through on my own individual time, this idea of like these contractions, this fear, this judgment within myself, I allow more light, more consciousness to work, come through me to express in this lifetime. So does that mean there's a destiny? Yeah, I believe there's a destiny. I believe I can't mess it up. I don't really actually believe we mess it up. And that's hard for a lot of people to hear because they, they go, oh, well, look at that murderer. Look at that person who's doing bad. I'm like, I believe in all the polarity and I believe it's all, it's all perfect. And I'm only just trying to stay in my lightest light for consciousness to work through me and it have itself expressed in this human body. Oh, that's really beautiful. You can't mess it up because I think so many people are, are feeling that they're messing up and disappointing some force because I think this, this notion that we're being punished is just so deep in us. I can no notice it myself having like a Christian upbringing, but now like being spiritual and I don't want to be associated with something Christian because I think, it, I mean, religion is wonderful, but it doesn't need spirituality or it needs spirituality, but spirituality doesn't need, don't need religion. 
uh, and it's been used in so many horrific ways as well, you know, so I, I think religion is difficult in a way and uh, the interpretations have been used for power, so they have been distorted and stuff like that. And in Scandinavia or Norway, we've had Christianity for a thousand years. And I think it's in our DNA, you know, I think we've carrying that energy of being afraid of being punished by a god and also the Norse gods, you know, even before Christianity in um, the Nordic countries, we had, you know, Thor and Odin and... <laughs> So this is so deep in us, uh, this punishment thing. Uh, and I think it will take some time before we, we come into that notion that there's nothing wrong with me, that there's nothing to fix, really. It's, it's more to open up to that, uh, that light that's there and that I'm really loved. I'm not, not born sinful. I'm loved. And you also speak about we need to change our frequency to love. Like that's the magic trick in a way. Uh, can you speak a bit about that? Because that sounds so beautiful, right? And then I can notice that, yeah, I really want to do that. And then I just get really angry one day or oh, <laughs> going my way. And why is she not answering here? And this, ah, oh, why is he not answering me? And uh, uh, how can I, yeah, get this to work, you know, work-wise that you can get frustrated, you know, with colleagues and stuff like that. And then I feel frustration and irritation and anger. And then I remind myself, oh, go into love, but I'm still frustrated. And then it feels a bit like fake if I'm going to go into love because I'm actually a bit angry. <laughs> yeah. Beautiful. I love your honesty. I love your honesty. And I'm not going to sit here and say, because I teach on the power of frequency of love that I'm always in it. Um, we are in these human bodies and we are learning this on a very profound, profound level. And we also, like I said, we have, like you were just mentioning DNA's worth of lineage of contraction, contraction, meaning anything that is not the truth. So that you are sinful, that you are, and I'm not gonna say that I think, I think there's so many beautiful things to different religions. I think that there are beautiful threads that resonate and there are things that you're like, mm, that doesn't resonate, right? So as humans, we have all these emotions and I'm gonna get a little woo-woo out there. I believe that if, I don't know if I believe it at a hardcore level, but I suspect that if we really believe in aliens, which have all been kind of confirmed, I think they're intrigued by this human form that we're all living in by the bounty of emotions we can hold and feel. And they're intrigued by that because there's power in the emotion. And if we can use that emotion, powerful things can happen, right? Beautiful things can happen. So instead of looking at anger as bad, it's an invitation for you to go, where is there? a contraction in me around work, around someone sh not showing up, around someone saying that. Where is that within me so I can send light to that thing? And it's just perfect because that anger is the perfect invitation for you to look at where is that contraction inside of me? Where? And then once you look, start thinking like that, it's like more grace for one. And two, you start to go, oh, I need these emotions of frustration, anger at different times or trigger so that I can see where there's more work within me 
And, and, and within that you become, and, and the reason you brought up this love frequency is because people are, the big buzzword right now is manifesting. Like, how do you manifest? Like, how, like even Hay House, when I wrote Embrace Abundance, like, Danette, how did you do all this? Like, and the truth is I haven't even started. Like, I'm still, for the, my next evolution, it's even going to feel like bigger because I'm still learning about this power and this frequency of love of how when you can fine tune that where you feel the anger or you feel the frustration and you can like sit with it within your body. Where is it in my body? Where is it in my body? I just felt frustration where it closing my eyes. Where does that li live in my body? Because it's really not about that person. It's really not about that business thing. And then you can unwire it within your system because it could be lineage long, right? And then you can unwire it. So you're operating from a whole different neurological pathway. Does that make sense? Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. Uh, so you're actually then meeting it with curiosity and love Absolutely. and you see it, it's a purpose to that, uh, yeah, that emotion. Because uh, what I think we tend to do is judging it. You know, I'm such a horrible person. Why am I so angry? And I mean, it is really a message. I always hear this a lot. They'll be like, I really, that person did this, this, this. You'll see it in circles when people are talking, right? Like in their sacred circle. And they're like, this person did it. And they're like, but I choose to love. And I'm like, that's where you are honest and be like, that feels fake. And I, and it is fake because you're not actually in the frequency of love just because you said you love them because you're actually in the frequency of like talking about all the things that are annoying, right? Or that you feel they did wrong. So I always would just be in an invitation be like, it's okay to say all those things and to feel all those things. Why don't we just look at where does that live inside the body of your body and really go there because you're gonna find that has nothing to do with that person. You can unravel it far, far, far back. And then you're gonna get into the frequency of love naturally without trying to bypass you know, the anger or the, the frustration. <laughs> yeah. I think that's about being more authentic, you know? Yeah. I am. Um, I'm doing um, shadow work with a therapist right now. I've always wanted to do it. And it's really, really deep work. Oh my goodness. Like I'm seeing how my ego just wants to explain so many things. And the therapist, she's like, oh, that's your ego. Okay. Let's face that ego right Right now and I'm, she's making me aware of so many ways of coping and surviving so many survival mechanisms that I have that I in, didn't even know that I had that of really? course comes from my childhood and stuff like that um, let's move a little bit over to affirmations I know you use some affirmations and I found it really inspiring and I want to be honest that to me I think it's it's hard to get older you know, like I started Wisdom from North when I was 32. Didn't think much about my parents at that time. But as I'm now 42, I'm like noticing that I'm getting older. I'm getting wrinkles. And this is hard because I'm uh, I'm on camera and I shouldn't care about this, but I'm still caring about it. And, and then I heard uh, an interview with you with Vishen Lakiani, and you spoke about these affirmations that you did, like my skin is like, I look like I'm 28 or something like that. And that just really inspired me because I, you know, I was like a typical uh, great client that wanted like an answer to you know, how to feel great, even though we're becoming older. So can you speak a little bit to how we can use affirmations to really feel, you know, vital and still young, even though we're getting older. And that's a natural thing. We're getting older. It's just, I think 
for some women or for women in general, it is actually challenging in our society because it's so much focus on, on looks. And uh, I was a bit surprised that I sort of thought about it myself. I, I thought I had like, I had come farther, you know, that I cared more about the inner life, but I have to be honest that no, I also care about how I look and it's scared to get older. Yes. And I want to speak to every woman, including myself, every human woman <laughs> in <laughs> these human bodies. It's totally okay to want to look good, to wear makeup, to enhance. This is the human experience to be able to do that. And we get to do that if we want to. But it's also equally important, and I believe this is where also beauty can come from, is really going into, and you talked about it being shadow work, but I'll go into a meditation where I watch all the beauty go away and all the wrinkles come and all the beauty dissipate and maybe even not looking beautiful, like looking myself in a mirror and going, can I love myself there? And I know I'm not this body, you got to go there first. Like that's very, very important. And then you can come out and be like, I am in this body and I'm having fun doing my hair. I'm having fun doing this because I can, and this is just a shell. And it comes from that place. You are not your body, right? But we are also creators. So just as much as I can curl my hair and just as much as I can put eyelashes on, I also, with my energy frequency, can shift the bio state of my cells. I can shift the way my bones move within my face. I can shift all the looks. We can do that. We can all do this. Um, we are shapeshifters at our truest core. And what, yes. What really? Just yeah. Like, yeah. Yes. yeah. You got to go into detail. Yeah. Steps. Just like you saw my 21 day attractor soulmate. It's not that I'm going to be like, do this affirmation and do this voodoo stuff to get your soulmate. First, we got to go to the root of the shadows of your pain or, and, and in this case, we're talking beauty and aging. You got to go to this shadow of why do you feel like you're going to be insignificant? And I think this is honestly a powerful conversation for all us women, all us women around the globe to be like, here's the deal. We can choose to be beautiful, but we are not our looks. We are not our body. And we are going to step into this. And we're going to change the way society is receiving this because of our energy, not because of how we look, but because of our energy. And so really going into that, like, why do I feel like I'm insignificant if I have 20 pounds on? Why do I feel like I'm insignificant if I have some wrinkles? Why do I feel like people are not going to take me on the camera? Once you uncover that, you're going to be powerful regardless if you had a million wrinkles on your face. People will be tuning into you. People will be listening to you because you're going to be operating from a frequency that they can't deny. So the affirmations to get to your question only work only work when you are embodying that frequency of love. So I always say I do affirmations typically after I work out, because let's be real. Most of us, when we get done working out, we usually don't like to do it. Usually we don't want to do it. But when we get done, we're like, dang, that felt good. Dang, I feel proud of myself. Dang, these are good emotions, right? Or let's say you're on a trip. Like if I'm on a trip and I'm just like, oh my gosh, I'm having the best time. And I'm like feeling this energy from this town. This is my medicine. I love travel. 
I will do affirmations because then I'm in a direct conduit to what I'm declaring. Now, if I'm in a really crappy state <laughs> and I just sit here and I'm like, I'm at peace. I am full of love. I am joy. It's doesn't matter what I say. I've got to match my words with an energy source within myself. And you can get into that energy source because that might be the second question. How do you get into that energy source when you feel down, right? Meditation is a great way. Cold therapy, jump in a river, jump in a cold, jump in a cold bath, get in the shower that, that rewires the system, right? Turning on music, your favorite kind of music, sound frequencies can unravel different filaments within the system. So you can do certain things. You just have to be disciplined enough. We all do to go, I'm out of alignment. I can feel it. I'm a little off. I'm a little frustrated. I'm a little this. Where can I shift it? Where can I do a pattern interrupt? Where can I shift that and then go right into the affirmations? Awesome. That makes sense. And I think that's very important that you address that, that it's not just about, you know, doing affirmations all the time, especially when you're down uh, and it just feels so fake, fake it till you make it. But actually you have to match it with your, you know, the, what it actually says, that frequency makes so much sense. You said something about sh shape shifting. Can you speak a little bit more to that? I mean, can we can we shift our bone structure? Was that what you said? Mm -hmm. Really? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't talk about it a lot. I do it with one-on-one -on -one clients. Um, when you go into a theta or a delta state, um, and you're in that that pure consciousness state, you can actually see and recreate your system. You can rewire the circuits in your body. You can literally heal from cancer. You can remove bones around. You can, you can do anything within your body truly without, you know, there are elements to laws within our system, but bones shift all the time. Tissue shifts all the time. It, there, it's constantly evolving. We have these cells and we just have a belief system that by this age, I should look like this, or this is happening, this is happening. Why not shift the belief system and then go into those deeper states and, and actually start shifting them? Wow. I mean, why not try, right? If that's yeah. what you, that brings you joy and that's something you want to do. I mean, I'm doing it. <laughs> yeah, so. you look amazing. All right. So, um, I know we have to uh, wrap up soon. Uh, I wanted to jump back to the 21 days challenge about finding your soulmate. And you just told me before we went into this interview that a lot of people are finding their soulmates. So I think this can be, you know, interesting for many singles out there. So what is that secret? I mean, 21 days, people have been single for years. What, what is the magic behind that challenge? Yeah, so it's called the 21 day attract your soulmate challenge. And you guys, the 21 days was a human way for me in a marketing way. There's no magic to 21 other than your mind as a human goes, oh, I can do something for 21 days if I can stick to something for 21 days. So I, I made it into 21 days. Um, it doesn't mean that it can't happen in day four, day six, day 10. Um, 
there is a system that I created for the very human parts of us because we, we we're going into phases. Now, this challenge isn't just for someone who's single. This challenge was for anyone who's in relationship as well or choosing to be in relationship where they want to be in relation with their highest self, a partner within their highest self. I'm not interested in doing anything for you to attract just anything because I believe we all have a soul contract. And we can't mess it up, but it makes it a lot easier when you're with a soul contract partner, um, because then you're not you're less contracted, you're less distracted. So this is where the, this work came from: was that I was like, we're gonna we're all looking for these partners or to enhance the partnership we're in. How can I help people so that they're in their highest conscious level of alignment, so that they're attracting that type of relationship in their life? so that they can stay on the thread and the light of their purpose, right? So um, that's where that came from. And so it's a three-phase program of looking at these wounds that you may or may not be aware of around um, the opposite sex in most cases. Um, or if you're into like women, woman, or man, man, like what's that story? Where's this coming from and where, how to unwire it? Because that's the first step. And then we go into understanding our power to be creators. And then on that third week, you're like, and then there's all, there's a food component because food is energy. And we're just uh, like, if we're looking at like, we're a car or we're a computer, we wouldn't throw our computer down, set it in hot heat. It's the same with food, like using food as a fuel so that we are actually in a higher frequency internally within ourselves so that we're more of a magnet. So it's a whole comprehensive program and so many women that have actually done it. I mean, we have testimony after testimony of like, this is wild, like women in their seventies, women, I mean, relationships that have been through so many years of counseling, like better than ever. So it's just, it's fascinating when you can get to the energetic portion, not just the, this is step one, step two, but energetic level, what magic can happen. Wow. Exciting. And um, my last question, um, I got curious. Uh, it seems like you, you're having a wonderful relationship. Was that something you manifested as well and consciously, you know, went into, I'm going to manifest my dream man or, or my soul contract, my highest soul contract? I did so much work. We call it work around this relationship I'm in. I used meditation to call in. I looked at my wounds, my wounds with my father, my wounds with men in general, my wounds within myself. I rewired those wounds. I wrote out things that my belief systems and really looked at them, dissected them, wrote out like what I'm truly desiring. I stepped into, okay, if I'm desiring this, I imagine this partner's gonna want this. Like I can't just have something that I'm not embodying. So shifting who I be and how I show up and that's, and it didn't take long. It doesn't take a long time. <laughs> it can, I guess, if you choose to let it take a long time, but yeah, that this relationship and it's interesting because then we got married and then we bumped into some other stuff like, right. So our contractions that we weren't aware of when we were dating, they discovered each other in the first part of the relationship, then unraveling that. And I feel like I'm with somebody who's insanely incredible like who lets I believe as much of 
ayahuasca to my system, that, that divine masculine is just as potent as ayahuasca or any medicine in my system because my wings come out because this voice can come out in this relationship. Um, he takes every dream and helps me create it in physical form, in business form. Like I feel, and it's always evolving. It's always evolving. Wow. Sounds beautiful. So inspiring, Danette. Thank you so much. We went a lot of places today. <laughs> we can go a lot of places. <laughs> <laughs> we went deep. I love that. Thank you for sharing, being vulnerable and uh, wanting to go different places with me. And I'm um, very excited about, um, I'm going to read your book. I haven't read it yet. I really want to do that because um, we didn't have time to speak about abundance today. Uh, but I know you have a book called Embrace Abundance and you speak a lot about that. We we all can have abundance. So I just want to throw that in there for everybody watching that um, that might some, be something you want to look into as well. So thank you so much, Danette. And uh, yeah, take care and good luck with your work and your beautiful life. <laughs> and you too, hon. Um, it was so good to talk to you. And I just feel the light coming from you, like where you're going and your desire to truly help so many people. And that's beautiful. Thank you so much. Mm -hmm. And thank you for watching, everybody. Much light from the U.S. and Norway. Bye-bye. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. you want to become more who you are and live in alignment with your soul's purpose and explore a deeper meaning with your life, then you are most welcome to join Wisdom from North membership. If you want to go deeper, you can find all our English online courses and programs at wisdomfromnorth.com. You can also find us on Instagram and Facebook and YouTube just by searching for Wisdom from North. Until the next episode, much light from here.